0: Welcome to another P.A. Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, alongside my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman for the House Republican Caucus here in Pennsylvania. Jason, we have reached 100 days of session here. We're at the 100-day mark, and we're looking back at what have we gotten done so far, what are we trying to achieve, and how far have we gotten at our goals? Well,
1: our list of accomplishments are, are many, thankfully. And, and, you know, I think it's no secret to anybody who's been uh, paying attention over the last uh, several months and, and the last hundred days here that, um, you know, our main um, buckets in which we wish to, to count our accomplishments include, you know, economic recovery, uh, protecting families, and Uh, providing government reform for for the taxpayers. So, um, you know, that's where we are. That's what we want to do. Those are the main things that our members have come to us and said that they've heard from their constituents, businesses, uh, stakeholders, things that uh, they want to have accomplished to make Pennsylvania better. Because, frankly, everybody knows it's been a tough year plus. Uh, Those are the things that people find we need broadly in order to uh, move away from uh, unilateral government shutdowns, uh, you know, the the anxiety and family issues that have come with, you know, schooling at home, uh, you know, lost employment, um, you know, and, and then people have also gone and said, look, how can we make government better? Uh, we've seen government change over the last year plus. What can we do to maybe see what we've done well and make that permanent and then see what has gone bad and, and get rid of it? Because, you know, through the pandemic, through the election, many of our institutions have been stress test uh, and tested and and it's not really a, uh, you know, some of the results have been very good and we know where things are, are going very well. Some of the things ha- have been not so good. I think you see that being articulated in, in some of the hearings with uh, Representative Grove and the state government committee looking at our election reform uh, issues that we could possibly get done. Um, you know, one area that the leader, uh, Leader Benninghoff, has really been pushing here on the House side is uh, that I think is a really major accomplishment and something that is out of the norm here for the last little bit is a discussion with the administration on regulatory reform, knowing that many regulations as a result of the governor's executive orders have been suspended or waived over the last year. I mean, there's a huge, you know, dozens and dozens of pages of regulations. And just recently, the leader had a really good call with the governor to talk about their uh, shared commitment to doing this. And the governor promised to get us real results and do a really deep look into things that have been happening. And I think, you know, the more we look into these issues, the more questions we start to have. Uh, the House Labor and Industry Committee yesterday held a hearing uh, that that was focused on unemployment compensation. But as part of that, uh, there's a really good line of questioning from Representative Rowe uh, to Secretary Barrier, who said, you know, the, these uh, work search requirements that we normally have for people receiving unemployment compensation, uh, have been waived as a result of the pandemic and, and the governor's emergency orders. But one of the things that we're seeing on, on the ground is that now as businesses open up and demand increases,
0: there, there is no one who wants to
1: Nobody work. who wants to go back to work and nobody who's looking for jobs. I mean, we've made it very comfortable and the federal government has made it very comfortable for people to be uh, unemployed. And, and without these work search requirements, people have no incentive to go back to look for work. So it's really become a labor shortage crisis for many small businesses who have now been, now that the, the sun's started to rise on a new day for them uh, are are left without their number one resource which is the manpower they need to get the goods to market and as as other people are looking for increased demand you know increasing demand increasing their supplies small businesses and manufacturers and folks don't have the ability to get the people into their shops to be able to produce the goods that people need and then those businesses go under because they're going to go to people who can
0: and i think people need to understand the magnitude of this situation it's not just that businesses who are looking to hire are not getting applicants businesses who are trying to reopen are calling their former employees and saying come back to work and they're saying no thanks yeah we'd rather we'd rather take the unemployment it's it's not it, it's that bad that people who are gainfully employed and are being offered their jobs back without any effort of their own are just turning it down for unemployment benefits
1: well, then you go back to the larger systemic problem of picking winners and losers over the pandemic, and you know when you have uh, Target and Walmart and Sheets being able to stay open, but mom and pop restaurants and small businesses and and small retailers not being able to do that. Uh, of course, Walmart and Target and Sheets are going to be able to offer fifteen dollars minimum wage, uh, but small business retailers that have been shut down or were shut down and didn't have any revenue, and restaurants that uh, you know pay workers um, you know the minimum wage and and stuff like that, especially for for you know teenagers and summer jobs and stuff like that, now have to compete with these other places that are paying a much higher wage. And frankly, at this point, um, you know, even if people were to re-enter the workforce, uh, we have suddenly made it unattractive for them to go to these smaller retailers and mom-and-pop businesses and restaurants, uh, And because they can't afford those higher wages, whether it's a government mandate or whether it's just as a result to try to keep up with these other uh, uh, bigger corporations. So, there's a larger problem here, and it's, I think, part of the larger picture we need to take coming out of this pandemic.
0: But... This is about accomplishments and things that we've done. And there is a lot of good news here. I mean, we are really getting a lot of vaccinations done. We are, uh, things are now opening up. What what have we achieved on the front of moving the economy forward and getting people back to life?
1: Well, I think one of the biggest things that we've done recently is we've we're, we're listening to. Uh, workers and families and businesses, and, and we've heard the number one ask from our small businesses to help them reopen is try to get some sort of limited liability protection. So, we passed a bill last week from from Representative Tornacker. The House passed that bill uh, to do that. He's he's committed to try to get a bill done. Uh, he wants to get something into law. He just doesn't want to get a piece of legislation passed because this will really be something that helps our businesses and can get, uh, you know, uh, these small businesses back open without fear of frivolous litigation. Um, you know, you go back and you talk about some of the other economic recovery things that we've done um you know getting vaccines in people's arms and getting people healthy is a number one way
0: in which we can reopen this economy and get things done uh, but, folks need to remember that our state was near the bottom of the barrel in, in rolling this out and we've really done a good job of turning this around and, and, and making it look uh, very available to almost everyone here now
1: yeah and i think there's a direct correlation between the number of vaccines and our vaccine efficiency uh uh, success. And when Governor Wolf finally decided, hey, working with Republicans in the legislature, probably not such a bad idea now. Um, so when you bring in new ideas and fresh ideas and people that really know what they're talking about, uh, that can sort of break down the institutional barriers that exist within uh, a, an administration that is sort of self-serving uh, and, and only listens to its own internal echo chamber, uh, then you're able to actually move the ball forward. Um, I I think another thing that we've really moved the ball forward on is is trying to get accountability uh, from this administration. Again, on economic recovery, uh, we have these constitutional amendments that we got on the ballot uh, for the May primary that will once and for all, if approved, uh, make sure that the General Assembly has some sort of a say in emergency declarations uh, and and can make sure that people's rights, people's business, people's lives and livelihoods are protected because their voices as expressed through the General Assembly are being listened to. Um, I, I think you can go back and look at just some of the things that have been initiated uh, from the leadership level, like nursing home investigations, trying to get answers on what exactly happened, why more than half of our, um, you know, our our, our older population uh, accounts for more, why why our older population deaths account for more than half the deaths in in Pennsylvania in total. So I think that's 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 really good. You look at some of the government reform things that we've done, transparency. Uh, trying to, to make government better in terms of, um, you know, how it interacts again with these regulatory issues. That's a major accomplishment in trying and pushing the Wolf administration to uh, look deeper into some of these things. So um, I, I would say over the next couple of weeks, we have a lot more economic recovery. We have a lot more good government transparency related things that will be on the agenda. Uh, protecting families. We did a whole slate of victim bills that we've we've uh, we've done over the last few weeks, protecting victims, being stronger on crime, uh, being, you know, increasing penalties on, um, you know sex abuse victims we got the statute of limitations uh, statutory language done we restarted the constitutional amendment process for victims of child sexual abuse um, and and we've we've really moved the ball forward uh, on making sure that these families are protected that they're getting the vaccine that they need uh, we passed the tim O'Neill's national guard bill to get them involved in the vaccine uh, infrastructure deployment um, and, and help with that too so you know look there's a lot of things that have been ongoing a lot of things that we've really set the seeds for now that will be uh, pl- you know growing up here in the next several weeks and months as we look towards uh you know getting through the rest of 2021 so we've we've done a lot of good work already we've accomplished a lot uh but we're going to be moving forward uh and continuing to work on, on fulfilling these three things uh, economic recovery protecting families and government reform because that's what people of pennsylvania want that's what they keep asking us for and that's what we're going to continue to deliver on
0: and it's a good thing that we've gotten so much done here in, in the beginning of session as as the budget rolls up on us here in the next couple of months, it's going to take more and more of the House's time. Uh, is there anything that we can say as far as looking forward? Or uh, is this one of those things that we're going to be able to work out easily this year, or is it going to be a hard hammer?
1: Well, I think you can go uh, either way on the uh, the Biden bucks. You know, I mean, that's a huge amount of debt we're saddling future generations with. But it certainly makes uh, getting the budget for this year and possibly next year a lot lot easier. I mean, we're getting nine billion dollars from this as at the, as the state, local school districts are getting five billion dollars in total. Local governments are getting huge pots of money. So, um, you know, while you can argue about the the benefits and the merits of of uh, of, of Biden bucks, uh, certainly from a practical standpoint, getting a budget done makes things a little bit easier. I think there's still some uh, gnashing of teeth over exactly what to do with that money and how that relates to the state budget. But, um, you know, I think using them, not using it for recurring revenue sources, for instance, that's going to be a non starter with us. But I think with the large availability of this money, um, as we still wait for Treasury guidance on exactly what to do, um, you know, is, is going to be beneficial to getting that process wrapped up on time. I wouldn't say it's going to be easy. We're Say it's going to be quick, but it, it shouldn't be as painful as it has been in uh, some of the other years with Tom Wolf.
0: Jason, thanks for keeping us up to date with this. And of course, tune in for more on the PA Policy Podcast.